1: Yes, Lee. I don't I don't want to get too far into the weeds in this, but was there just like a razor lying around here at the studio? Did Laura have one in her bag, a clipper? Like where Where did the apparatus actually come from that was here at the radio station?
2: We got a barbershop. We got a barbershop. I don't know. We use one of our studios. Studio C is now a barbershop.
1: <laughs> By the way, have you done the tour? Uh, this was when it was being built. It wasn't even when it's done. The uh, Lakers training facility down in El Segundo. Did you ever do the walkthrough of that place before it was open?
2: um yes did do the walk it's
1: extraordinary and there's a barbershop i couldn't have been more impressed oh, yeah, that's right i could right. not have been i'm like you know that you are in a really good spot in your life where the barbershop comes to you i was i couldn't have been more uh, impressed with that
2: well that's why you got to do it too i mean like the the these facilities now they have everything you want the players i remember when that was all going down the idea was we want the players to feel like they're home. That the more they hang out here, the more we know they're going to be in the weight room. There's a chef there. There's it's. By the way, th- this isn't just the Lakers facility. No, some of these. You know, I, I know it was for a long time, this was the most popular one, it was the Google campus, right? The sure. Google campus was, hey, food's included. There's a gym here. This, you don't got to go anywhere. Just go ahead and work 14 hours. Look, we're, <laughs> we're
1: pretty lucky to work for a company like Disney, like ESPN, doing yep. what we do, being at a company like this. That's all great, and there's a lot of cool things that come along with it. I have a buddy that worked at Nike for like 35 years. And that's the nicest campus in the history oh, of the world. It's just stupid. It is the best. I'm like, yeah, I, what, I'll i take out the trash. I'll clean the bathrooms. Whatever like, you guys what need. Do you, what do you want me to do? I just want to come here every day. I was looking for a house in uh, in, in Portland. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. We're talking about that Sopranos finale a minute ago. Let's go to uh, Lakewood and Luis. Luis, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up?
3: Guys,
4: huge fan of the show. I, I love you guys. You guys are the best. Uh, just wanted to chime in uh, in regards to the ending of The Sopranos. There, if you uh, if you remember, if you caught this, there were about four or five episodes before uh, the ending where uh, Tony's talking to uh, to Bacala, and he says, "Hey, man, at the end, you know, for me, I I want to go out where somebody just kind of hits the switch and, and and puts the lights out." Yep. So, I mean, and then at the end, that's exactly what happened. So it was kind of left up in the air, but there was a little bit of of uh, foreshadowing there. So, uh, no, I, I, I love the show. Thought the ending was brilliant. So. And big fan guys. Love the show.
2: Thanks, Thank Luis. You, Appreciate Thanks, that.
1: Thanks, Luis. Yeah, look, he's right. I remember that. They're, look, The Sopranos was so well done. The whole show was foreshadowing something else or calling back to something else. Everything connected to everything else. It, the, I was fine with the ending. I did not need David Chase or anyone else to say, oh, no, no, here's what happened. I kind of knew what happened. I, it was kind of more fun to have it ambiguous or at least slightly ambiguous. I, I did not need someone to say, I don't need somebody to connect
2: the dots to that level for me. Yeah, I, I i think the i think the getting a kind of a, I guess you could say a little more background on it. Eh, it's cool either way. Listen, it, it, Sopranos will always be one of the best, um, you know, obviously one of the best series that we've ever watched. And HBO has a couple of these that they've done. It's not just Sopranos that they've done. We'll we'll wait to see what the next one is.
1: So I don't know if you've ever experienced this. Mm-hmm. Um, if you live in Los Angeles or in the surrounding areas, eventually you're going to not only see a famous person, that goes without saying, but you're going to be in a place where you start to recognize like character actors and, and guys that you just, I know that guy from somewhere. Who is that guy? I, I can't quite place his face. There's a bar that I go to occasionally down by where I live that Bobby Bacala, Steve Sharippa, the actor, hangs out in once in a while. <laughs> and every time I see him, I'm like wait, is that Bobby Bacaloff from <laughs> <Is that laughs> The Sopranos? And I, I can never realize, no, no, that's just an actor who played that character. I'm like, I think this might, is this like connected to the Bada Bing? And somehow like, should I be in here? I don't know if this is the right place for me to be. It's just an actor, but no, then that we, character comes across.
2: We don't want them to be, it's like when somebody has, I, I don't want, um, you know, I, I want the office, every one of those characters to just be, the, that's exactly who they are outside of the office. <laughs> it, it, it really is. Like there's, there's certain people that you've, watched over the years another good one Emily I know you watch it's always sunny in Philadelphia right like I don't want those to be normal people. I want them. To know this is who they are outside of when the episodes are not going on.
1: Entertain me, even though you're just shopping for a uh, lettuce at yeah. Whole Foods. I'm going to yeah. need you to put on a performance. All right. Uh, All right, we got some Laker news here. Yeah, LeBron's not going to play tonight. He yeah. uh, he is not going to be in in the lineup for the Lakers tonight. The Lakers are one and one without him this season, um, which is about kind of what they were last year without the Lakers. They were twelve. I should say without LeBron, they were twelve and fifteen without mm-hmm. him last year. Uh, they did not have LeBron against Oklahoma City the last time they played them mm-hmm. and look this is game number nine and Al, correct me if I'm wrong here this is the third game he's not going to yeah, play third one yeah, yeah third one dead, he missed 30 percent of the games 33 percent of the games that's not nothing
2: yeah, it looks like a ab strain is what they're calling it. That's mm-hmm. on the status report. So we they, they sent this out. Uh, I don't know what it was. Uh, they sent out a little bit. So, of course, the Trevor Reza, the Taylor talk with the Kendrick Nunn, but LeBron in there as well. So today's stat here of the day, Lakers without LeBron James. Lakers last year you mentioned without LeBron, 12-15. and 15. This year, this will be the third game that the Lakers don't have LBJ. Stat Hero, the exclusive Daily Fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sleva show. It's the first ever Daily Fantasy sportsbook that gives the player the advantage. Go to StatHero.com slash 710ESPN for 300% back on your first play. So I, I guess I, I, I look at it this way. Um, LeBron will have missed the third game so far this year out of nine. Mm-hmm. One way to look at it is, wow, he's already missing games I think there's another side to this, and the side I'd probably look more on is, yeah, Lakers are obviously understanding and thinking 82 games, yep. LeBron 19th season, Russ, you're there with Anthony Davis, Carmelo's been nice off the bench, there's all these other, Lakers are supposed to have a ton of depth with all these other players that they have, Malik Monk, so forth, even though they're missing four guys right now, I, I look at it more that way, I the only thing, and, and Michael kind of points this out, the... There's the basketball part where somebody bought tickets and we're coming out to see LeBron. I feel bad for those people who were coming out specifically to see him play, Um, but from a big-picture perspective, this is the NBA we live in today. The NBA we live in today is be very cautious with your superstars. Yeah,
1: no question. And I get it. I like the long-term play. I like that we're trying to win an NBA championship. We're not trying to beat the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder by 40 points in early November. I get all of that. I get all of that. But I keep going back to the last game they played against these guys, which they lost, which is the only game that Oklahoma City has won. And I keep going back to the idea of what the Lakers were doing this offseason by putting together the roster that they did, which was, hey, look, we need to be able you, – you've said this a few times, Sleep, that when LeBron would play – and then LeBron would leave the game, the lead would go from, you know, twelve down to six, like like that. And then LeBron would have to come in and push it back up to six. That the idea was let's retool this roster. Let's get a guy like Russell Westbrook, who's a, a scorer, a guy that can, you know, take over games single handedly, and have him do it on the nights where either LeBron is unavailable, like tonight, or where LeBron needs to, you know, pick his minutes a little bit more strategically they've needed LeBron in all of these games. Mm-hmm. That It has not been a LeBron is, you know, I'll take a night tonight because we're going to go out there and paint these guys. That's not how it's gone. I would really like to see tonight. It doesn't change the way that I look at this game at all. What would make me feel really good sure. is for the Lakers to go out there and look like they looked against Oklahoma City for the first half of that game Couple, uh, was it last week or two weeks ago, just, just look like that. Just take care of a really bad team, knock them out, keep them out, keep it moving, and let's not even talk about why LeBron wasn't there or do you need him back or why did you have to hit a shot or why did they have to miss a shot. Can we just knock one of these crummy teams down and keep it moving?
2: By the way, and that's completely fair. I mean, if you look at the Lakers' schedule so far, so you had a tough matchup against the San Antonio Spurs that game went to overtime. By the way, that was one of the games that LeBron didn't play then the next night, this was the back-to-back. The next night, you face the Oklahoma City Thunder. When you take on the Thunder, that's the game you're up 26. You blow that lead. Cleveland, um, on Friday night, it was a Friday night, Yeah, I think. Uh, it was. Yeah, Friday night against the Cavaliers. Um, you won that game by double digits. So it's like, okay, you you, you had sort of one of those games um, against the Cavaliers, And then you played the Rockets. You ended up, won a blowout, won a close game. They've had games where you just want to feel by the time the fourth quarter, and if it's – this is the type of game it should. Whether LeBron's in the lineup or he's not in the lineup, the talent is there. Can you put together one of those games where we're sitting back and saying, okay, fourth quarter, six minutes left to go? Of course A D is sitting on the bench. Of course Russ is hanging out. Of course these guys are already starting to think of that Portland Trailblazers game. That's that's, you know, what what you want to see against teams that um, no one's expecting to make any noise. And I say that because there are going to be games coming up for the Lakers where your uh, margin for error will be a lot less.
1: Yeah, let's try phone call here on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Let's go to Inglewood. Big Rob is on the Travis and Slee show. What's up, Rob?
3: What's up, what's up, guys? How are you doing today? All Good,
2: right. man. Appreciate you calling in.
3: All right, a couple of statements, right, quick. These new guys today are soft. LeBron James needs breaks from games. I remember Magic Johnson and Larry Bird used to cry for more games simply because they love the game. And this is why Dream Team 1 is the greatest team ever. Everybody's talking about these young guys. They're more athletic. They're faster. But you know what? Those old guys had, had more heart, and they find a way to win no matter what. And it's simple as this. Michael, I mean Michael Jordan, is the greatest player ever, and we should be ashamed putting LeBron James in the same conversation as him. And just like Space Jam's two was terrible, <laughs> and Space Jam's one is way better than it. Michael Jordan is way better than LeBron James. And if I have okay. time, one last point. Big, big yeah. Rock, I run, okay, go mm-hmm. I run a construction company, okay, and my old guys. They're not as fast as my young guys, but at the end of every day, my young my my older crew has more work done than my than my young crew.
1: Okay, so thank you, Rob. And you sounds gotta, like you gotta go hire like some no matter senior what happens, citizens to go work on your construction. Sounds company. like no
2: matter what happens with LeBron, and this is by the way, this is how it is, Trav. If yeah. you're a Jordan guy, you're a Jordan guy. If you're a Kobe guy, you're a Kobe guy. If You're Magic, you're kareem your will whatever those are
1: fine answers if you think mm-hmm. michael jordan's a you're not wrong it's a it's yep. a perfectly good answer and yes space jam the original was probably better than the second one that's fine but i want to go back to what he said you know magic johnson and larry bird were asking for more games first of all lebron james has played nearly twice as long as both of those guys mm-hmm. okay neither one of those guys made it to their 11th season and one of the reasons larry bird didn't make it to his 11th season is because he got back- hurt Right mm-hmm. now, and let me save Gfish21 the trouble of sending the text about Larry Bird paving his own driveway. Yes, mm-hmm. it was a mistake. He should have hired a guy to pave his own driveway. I agree. How baller
2: is that? <laughs> it's, it's the it's the give ultimate me my John anti-baller. Deere. And let me uh, give me yeah, a shovel. Just
1: jump the gravel over here and leave a shovel. I'll do it myself. Okay, Larry Bird. You remember at the end of the line, Larry Bird's laying down on the side of the ground, right. trying to nurse his back and help because yep. he was hurt and he was busted up because he couldn't go. LeBron James A is twice as far into his career as Larry Bird, give or take.
2: And and nineteenth season, two hundred and sixty plus playoff games. Yes. On top of that, you play eighty two games a year. That's more than three additional seasons.
1: He's he's essentially in his twenty third, twenty twenty second, twenty third season in the league. Yep. If he and he's still on the short list of one of the best players in the league. If you want to say that him taking a night off occasionally. Is him being soft? Go ahead, do what you want. I couldn't disagree more. What it is is it's being strategic, That's it's it. being tactical, mm-hmm. and it's being focused on what matters the most. That no one's going to give LeBron a, a happy face sticker on his report card because he came to work every night and played in 82 games and they get bounced in the first round. So, what he's going to get is another line on his resume with championship number five, with finals appearance number eleven, with MVP finals. What would that be? Four for him, or five, or whatever the final number might be. He's he's hunting much bigger games than hey, I'd like to play eighty or eighty one or eighty two games. It really doesn't matter anymore.
2: By the way, that is the that's it, it comes down to strategy, right? And, and Michael, Michael, as much as he says, you know. He wants the Lakers. It should take them 10 games. They should figure everything out. Or, you know what, Uh, Kobe up is what he says. By the way, you don't have to go all the way to Jordan and Bird and Magic and these other guys. Go to Kobe. Kobe was playing every freaking game, and injuries almost were irrelevant to him. Um, But I, I use that as Michael will say, like, look, this is the league is obviously changed. The way they used to fly before was different than the way they fly today. The treatment that they had before is different than it was today you progress and as you progress there are certain things you value more for the big picture. And what you're valuing more than anything else is LeBron's health. I'm going to read off one tweet here. Sham Sharani actually added to this a couple minutes ago. Okay. Lakers star LeBron James is expected to miss at least one week mm. with an abdominal strain. Sources tell The Athletic and the stadium, Lakers want to be cautious with James's injury earlier this early this season. Yeah, I
1: mean, better to be cautious now and to make sure that everything gets settled down and that he's ready to go because, like we just said, these games, while not unimportant, are less important than the mm-hmm. stuff that comes uh, a little bit down the line. All right, here's what you need to do. Go get your piggy bank, smash it open, get ready to go <laughs> don't because Alan Sliwa is going to make you a lot of money with the uh, salty Sliwa prognostication because I want to jinx you. That's You know how it works. You know how it
2: works. Well, you were better off not saying that. If you would have just said, hey, Al, you yeah. know, what I, you've done is it pretty impressive.
1: Well, they, I, I don't. I'll be honest. I understand the baseball gods really well. I understand the golf gods really well. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the gambling ones nearly as well. So I'm just kind of wandering through the trees right now trying to figure it out. We'll see if it works. It's our pigskin Picks coming up next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
0: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And...
1: I'm going to start looking for more La shirts. I'm going to go online. I'm going to get my old 1970s lunchbox with the NFL teams, and I'm it's going to uh, La Tigre on. as well. All right. For we do the picks here.
0: every row, Thursday. Get this. <laughs> Don't we screw do them this up
1: against the spread with confidence points. The team that you like the most gets your number four spot right on down the line to number one. We add up the points at the this end of the week. This is the week. best music ever. And we add Declare winner. Slee's running away with this. 42 points overall. The guests, we have a guest picker each week. You could be a honest. You're bro. You
2: keep mentioning that. You know You're this winning. is going to be.
1: What? Right. It's winning. The guests are in second at 28. I'm in last place with 26. Homie in Newport Beach is our guest picker this week. Homie, how you feeling today? I'm doing all right. All right, so let's go. Here we go. We're going to start with this. Lee, you're batting leadoff this week. I had to do it last week. You are in the number one spot. Let's start Sunday night football, the Rams and the Titans. The Rams are seven-and-a-half-point favorites at home.
2: So I'm actually not crazy about this one. I know it sounds like, okay, well, Derrick Henry's not there. Titans are just going to fold. I don't think they're going to fold. I actually think this will be a competitive game. The Rams obviously have, uh, um, you know, now with the addition of Von Miller, the expectation is still going to be there. I'm going to take Rams. I don't feel that good about it. I'll put it as my two.
1: All right, so Slee gets the Rams in the number two spot. I also am going to take the Rams, but I do feel super confident about it. I think that Von Miller is going to be very excited. I already don't no like Derek this. Henry. Already I'm going to go like Rams, and I'm going all the way to the top, number four. Homie in Newport Beach, the Titans and the Rams. Who you got?
4: I got the Rams uh, at four. I'm putting four on them because I don't trust Tannehill as the number one option on any team. <laughs> uh, and I think the Rams will just shut them down. I mean, I think they're going to score between like 13 and 17. and The Rams will put up 40.
1: There you go. All right. Let's move on to the next game. Our next game is the other L.A. team, the Los Angeles Chargers. They go all the way to the East Coast. They're going to Philly Send to that take rent on the indeed. Eagles. <laughs> We've got the uh the Chargers are favored by one-and-a-half points. The Chargers have to win this game. Their season is really kind of in the mix because now you're back with Kansas City and the rest of them. you give them the Raiders a little cushion. Don't I forget the this, Venmo
2: spin or don't forget the Venmo
1: Cronky Very important for the Chargers. Give me the Chargers all the way at number three. Hold me in Newport Beach, Chargers and Eagles.
4: Uh, I think the Eagles are, like, mm. sneaky horrible. And, like, they're not even as good as the sneaky, result. Sneaky horrible. I like and that. I don't think hurts I don't think Hurts is any good. I don't think they're any good at all. I've never heard of any of their skill position players. I don't – I mean, I think the Chargers are going to go in there and just roll them. I got up for three.
1: All right. So, he's got the Chargers in the number three spot as well. Slee, with all of your Charger baggage, what do you got?
2: Uh, With all that being said, listen, I might slide this in every time we talk about the Chargers. All I'm saying is that Venmo transfer better get to Wells Fargo. You pay Mr. Kroenke his money. Okay. um, I will go – Chargers in this one... Again, I think this is one of those games where everybody's kind of starting to come off the bandwagon with the Chargers. This is what they do. They'll win a game like this. Now down the road that might change. I'll take Chargers. I'll put a three on this one.
1: All right, so we all have the Chargers in the three spot, which means the Eagles are going to win for sure. So that's how that one is going to go. Homie, you're batting lead off for this one. Let's go to the Raiders. They are headed to New York to take on the Giants. The Raiders are three-point favorites on the road. Who you got?
4: Uh, I'm going to take the, I'm taking the points with the giants on this one. Cause I, I don't know. I'm not sure the Raiders are in the right mental place right now to be getting points. I mean, to be given points on the road. Um, I think the giants are pretty good. I don't think they're terrible. They, they, they hung tough with KC on the road last week. And if they can do that, I think they can probably beat the Raiders at home who the Raiders are probably thinking about other stuff right now. So I got two
1: on that. All right. So the Giants at number two for homie Slee. What do you got?
2: I'll go Giants one on this one. Uh, We'll go against the Raiders on this. And uh, again, because of the points, probably because of the points. But I'm going to make it as my least confident one.
1: I'm going to go just a little game probability here. I'm going to take the Raiders because you guys both took the Giants. I'm going to take the Raiders at number one, which brings us to our final game. Slee, it's back to you at the top. The Cardinals on the road against the San Francisco Giants. The Cardinals one-point favorites against the Niners.
2: So the only thing I have left here is my four. Mm -hmm. So now it's just a matter of my putting all my money on the Cardinals, all my money on the 49ers. To be honest with you, I don't like that it came down to this game. Uh, There's going to be a lot of expectations that the Cardinals are supposed to roll. I'm going to go with those expectations. I'll say Cardinals four.
4: All right. And, homie, who you got? Uh... Uh, I'll take San Francisco just because I'm not even sure how many Cardinals are going to be playing in this game. Um, I know when Murray oh, that's is not, a not good healthy,
2: start. That's he's not a, a good mess.
4: Start. <laughs> yeah, when Murray's not healthy, he's a mess. And I I, I kind of feel like the San Francisco can just take the air out of the ball and with Kittle back and they can run it. And so I hate this one both ways, but I'll take San Francisco. Almi,
2: well, you had a better scouting report <laughs> than most NFL. Uh, why, why didn't? Yeah, he, I'm a little nervous. It first. sounds like he noticed what he's talking about. He knew what the hell was going yeah, he, on. He, right.
1: he had a pretty good grip on that. Um, he said that the Eagles are sneaky horrible. I think the Niners are sneaky average, if there's such a thing. So yeah. I'm going to take the Niners as well in the number two spot. Uh, homie at Newport Beach, thanks for uh, doing the picks. And Thank you, man. We'll, we'll break it all down on Monday no problem, morning. Guys. You got a good job. It, bud. Good job. Yeah, look, we've had some people come in. That he Homie knew his football. We had Brian last week who had material that he was performing. John, yeah, no, Franz, we've was, had a lot of good ones. Brian was
2: like a stand-up show. <laughs> Brian was like, hey, this is, this is my opportunity. <laughs> homie came in, was very much like Usman, like just very kind of – quiet this is what's gonna happen this is what's gonna happen i'm like all right, all right I like my bet
1: if you get 10 again i literally am gonna go to vegas and start making bets uh, on your behalf that's this one
2: this one i don't feel nearly as good about i
1: i really do think the ramsley that, that it's it's a perfect little storm right here okay. here's what's going on they're coming off of a stretch where they've played three bad teams mm-hmm. right and they what was the three? last
2: last meaningful game they had you want to say was that Seattle on the Thursday night, but yeah. the problem was you were also playing a beat up Seattle team.
1: Well, they beat him up. I mean Russell mm-hmm. Wilson started, but he gets knocked out with that thumb injury. But yeah, you're right. Um I, I think the last time we went into a game thinking, okay, let let's see something here was that Seattle game. Then they had the three games against bad teams. But now you got a little perfect storm. National TV, Sean McVay is fantastic on nationally televised games. The Rams have been very, very good when all eyes are on them. So I think that plays to their advantage. They just got Von Miller, which I think plays to their advantage. You don't have Derrick Henry going for the Tennessee Titans, which I think plays to their advantage. Mm-hmm. It's just that you stack up all of these things, and the Rams are – this isn't even an opinion. I think this is empirically true. Mm-hmm. The Rams are just better than Tennessee. So you take the fact that the better team has all of these things pointing in their direction. It feels like the Rams can make an, another one of those statements because, look, they come out of that game, they're 8-1. and one. They just beat up the number one team in the AFC. That's what they are right now. The Tennessee Titans are the number one seed in the AFC. I get it. Some stuff has changed along the way. But that's a statement win that they can make.
2: I think it's going to be a good game. I think you'd be surprised. I, I really do. I think, you know, Tennessee is there, – there are certain franchises that take the – Based on who their coaches, right? Like whoever your coaches, that's what you're going to end up portraying. I guess you could say your your play is going to reflect. Yeah, it's going to reflect your coach. Um, I don't think they're going to come in unprepared. I think they understand. They kind of have nothing to lose. The expectations aren't going to be that the Titans are going to walk into SoFi Stadium and beat the Rams because Derrick Henry's out. I think some of that could kind of play to their advantage. Now, if they end up, if the Rams end up winning this game, you know, 31 to 21, also not a shocker if they win by 10 points, but I, I think this might be closer than you think.
1: Plus, you've got the entire Cooper Cup factor going on right now. Here, here's a question I have, and, and listeners, feel free to weigh in on this as well, eight seven 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 ten espn Why are we not talking about Cooper Cup as the best wide receiver in football? Why, why do we not say that? It's always, he's one of the best wide receivers in football. He's among the best wide receivers in football. He has the best statistics in, in, in for wide receivers in football. Well, no, he doesn't. He, he has the best statistics in football. You look around, he just got named the NFC Offensive Player of the Month again. They've played two months of this okay. season. He's been the Offensive Player of the Month
2: twice. I got a question for you. Would you rather have DeAndre Hopkins on the Rams or Cooper Cup?
1: Okay, it's it's a great question, and I
2: think... Because I think that's going to answer the question well, that you have. okay,
1: I, and, and look, if you're telling me that you'd rather have DeAndre Hopkins, I'm not going to tell you you're crazy, mm-hmm. but I'd rather have Cooper because I know exactly what that is. I know that in the, Ram, the offense that not. the Rams run... <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> no, would. No, you wouldn't. Why not? Why, who's having a better year? Why would I take a guy that's having a better year for a guy that's having less of a
2: year? So I, I think if you asked people around the nfr fans would you rather have this player or that player but that's what i don't don't think cooper cup is going to get that is going to get you know more of those votes i
1: agree with you i think that if you put it up to a poll i think you're exactly right i think deandre hopkins probably wins that in a runaway my question is why Mm -hmm. does deandre hopkins get as open as cooper cup no does he score more touchdowns than cooper cup no does he catch more passes than cooper cup no does he get in the end zone more than Cooper Cup? No.
2: It's fair. I, 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 I see what you're saying, and it's funny because you mentioned this, that this was something you brought up to Kirk, right? Yeah. Kirk Morrison. And that Kirk was kind of like no hesitation, like, no, no, no. He's not the best he, he, wide receiver. but it, He's in the mix, is.
1: but he's not that. It, it's right. it's Hopkins. It's Devonte Adams. It was Julio Jones until recently.
2: Yeah, but it is kind of funny when you bring it up because you're, you know, what do we usually look at? We just look at stats. Like stats is supposed to tell, you know, this big story. That's kind of the facts. You base a lot of what you say off of somebody was saying, you know, LeBron needs to play in these games. And you're like, okay, let me just let me show you some stats. He's played how many more games than the other guys that you're complaining about, you know, or you're giving more credit to. We just look at numbers. That is kind of interesting that the Cooper uh, Cooper Cup, and this might have to do with because you just play Stat Hero and you use Cooper Cup every time. That could have something to do with it.
1: <laughs> Guess what else happens? I win at Stat Hero a lot. You know why? <laughs> because I put Cooper Cup on my team a lot. They, what, I, I get it. I think it's one of these highlights, a, it's a sports center question, mm-hmm. right? Because if you just flip on the highlights, and they're showing the Arizona Cardinals highlights. It's DeAndre Hopkins doing something amazing, getting sure. up in the air. And, it's a jump ball, one-handed catch, yep. jump mm-hmm. ball. It's just well, holy smoke! Look at that. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. And Cooper Cup's highlights are well, he's open by six yards. <laughs> it's 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 him catching a touchdown pass when the next closest player is three yards behind him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look quite as sensational, but wouldn't you rather have the guy that's open by four yards than the guy that has to go fight for a jump ball every time? Cooper Cup, add some flair.
2: Come on, bro. (laughs) Stop just catching a ball for a first down 25 (laughs) yards down the field.
1: Yeah, and it's not, hey, well, but he's got Matt. He's got Kyler Murray. Sure. (laughs) There's nothing to this that makes you say, and Devontae Adams. Okay, Devontae Adams is a great player. Love Devontae Adams. He's got Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball. They both have very capable coaches calling their plays. This is—I—I I, I just want somebody
2: to give me a good reason why he's not there. Stay right here. This is the Travis and Sleva Show on Seven Ten ESPN.
0: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel.
1: So you know when we give away uh, Rams tickets and a chance to win a million bucks and you're more preoccupied with the Rams game than the million dollars? Yeah. I think that's how I feel about the wings and the fries. (laughs) Going to a Laker game is super fun. Who doesn't like going to a Laker game? Sure, sure. But wings and fries? That's a, that's a pretty good prize not bad right, there. Setup right there. Ben in the Valley is our okay, winner. He's going to get to go see the Lakers and Lamelo and the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, that's coming up uh, next week. So look, this kind of brings us Monday back night, to this. I think
2: Monday night Lamelo and Charlotte. Yep,
1: and no LeBron. If if what you the Shams was saying that LeBron's going to be out for a week. We know that LeBron is not going to play tonight. He's got an abdominal strain along the way. But let, let's stick with Lamelo here for a second. Okay. Lamelo is obviously a really good NBA player and is going to be a good NBA player for a long time. We've already started the discussion about, hey, where do you think is going to go? Mm-hmm. Hey, where which, which team, does does LaMelo come to the Lakers? Does LaMelo decide to go play for the Knicks? or wh- Whatever the the flavor of the month is, the problem is the flavor of the month is always kind of the same three or four teams. This is kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier when Damian Lillard uh, was talking to Chris Haynes and was talking about how he had a little conversation with LeBron and AD uh, during the offseason, kind of just discussing about, you know, what, what could my next steps be? And not that he's going to come play for the Lakers, but what would it be like if he went somewhere else, forced the hand, and, I, I get it. If I'm Damian Lillard, I don't want to, you know, run in circles and chase my tail my entire career in Portland and get to the first round and get beat and then just go back and do it over and over and over again. I understand why he'd want to go somewhere else. The question that I have about LaMelo and Damian Lillard now and the next whoever the next big thing is, whether it's Zion or who, Ja or whoever – they're not going to stay in Memphis. They're not going to stay in New Orleans. They're not going to stay in Charlotte. They're not going to stay in these places. They're going to go to one of those three or four teams. Damian Lillard is seeing that right now in Portland. You can't win a championship there the way that this thing is set up. I, as a Laker fan, it's not fatal because the the Lakers get the teams, but the rest of the league, how are you supposed to win a championship if you're not one of those teams? How are you supposed to compete? That can't be good for the
2: league. So. And this is going off of like you mentioned, Dame off season had a conversation with LeBron, Anthony Davis. I think there's there's a piece of Damian Lillard that knows, hey, if I really wanted to make a stink here and I wanted to get the hell out of Portland, um, he could probably find a way to make that happen, right? I mean, even Ben Simmons, who's on a long term contract and he's young. Is not playing for the Philadelphia 76ers right now. He's trying to get out of there. Uh, James Harden found a way to, and he's leave trying to leave Houston- a good team. A good team. <laughs> yeah. James Harden found a way to leave the Houston Rockets to a go good join <laughs> a, a good team that you know competed for years, yes. had a chance with Chris Paul to actually get past the Golden State Warriors. They were a, a game away from doing it, um, and ended up with the uh, with the Brooklyn Nets. So I, I respect the players out there that say, you know what. Giannis Antetokounmpo signed a long-term deal with the Bucks, and he thought it was more meaningful to win a championship with Milwaukee than go join one of these franchises that you know has won multiple championships. By the way, there aren't many teams. Just because you're in a big market and you have money, it does not guarantee you anything. It really doesn't. The New York Knicks have been awful for how long? Mm-hmm. The Chicago Bulls have been a really bad team, or at least mediocre team at best in the Eastern Conference for a number of years. Being in a big market doesn't guarantee you anything. But there are a few organizations that understand being in a big market, the um, the strengths that comes with that, and they're run well. You know, the, the, the Lakers uh, under genie bus, yes, you went through a stretch here that you didn't make the playoffs for X amount of years – but they went ten years without winning a championship, and then they won another championship. That franchises are around for fifty years and they never win a championship. So it just kind of shows you that you're not guaranteed anything, even if you go to a big market. No, I'm with you on. I, I'm with you on this. That for the health of the league, and even aside from the health of the league, for just competitive basketball, don't you want to have? guys that you, you want to have more wild cards that can win a championship rather than just the same few that have been winning.
1: It. So I'm going to combine a couple of things here. You, you said a minute ago when we were talking about that LeBron is not going to play tonight and will not play for the, the next week or so, um, that you feel bad for the fans that have bought tickets to come and watch the Lakers and they're not going to see LeBron James. I'm with you, and, and, and I agree. Take that to the next level. Imagine having a team in your town where – you know you have no shot. You know you have no good players. You know that you don't have a chance to keep this thing going. That's what it would feel like every single night. Here in L.A., it's like, ah, I don't get to see LeBron tonight. Yeah, but he's coming back, and then Anthony Davis is going to be here, and when we finally finish with the Anthony Davis era, well, there'll be another guy that's going to be here that's doing that, that you always have something that you can hang your hat on, where if you're the Phoenix Suns, you got to get lucky and draft a Devin Booker. You've got to get lucky and find a, a veteran player who's bounced around a little bit towards the end of his career that all of a sudden, boom, perfect fit and Chris Paul. It's not – It's the league is healthy. This is not a is this good for the league issue as I see it because the, the NBA is thriving. The NBA is a very healthy, robust professional sports league in this country where valuations of the franchise continue to go up and up and up and up and up. It's, it's also a,
2: because of the global brand of it. That that has a lot sure, of the reason, to of the growth. Yep. Sure, but
1: it's mm-hmm. also bad for the fans. It, that, that if you know, if you're a fan of the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Memphis sure. Grizzlies, the, the, you know, it's probably 20 or 22 or 25 of the teams in the league, and you know, you know what? We got no chance. The conversation in Charlotte is, when is LaMelo going to leave? The conversation in New Orleans is, when is Zion going to leave? That's bad for fans. So,
2: so this is also the responsibility of these franchises as well, as best as they can. You know, I'm, I'm going to use the Thunder as a good example, okay? Oklahoma City, I thought, you know as much as people talk, and I, I mentioned it as well, one of the worst trades in NBA history is when they traded James Harden. It they really basically was. chose... Sergi Baca over James Harden. I get the concept of what they were doing at the time. Harden ends up up being an MVP. I think there was only a difference of $4 million. It's really, really unique for a franchise to draft Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Stephen Adams, Sergi Baca. They've done a – a small market has done such a fantastic job running what they run. The problem is, Trav, as much as you say, hey, you want – you want more uh, you want teams to have a more of a competitive level playing field than they have right now. There's also a bunch of franchises that they don't know what the hell to do. They're not, they're, they're not putting together a good franchise or a squad on a consistent basis. They're drafting the wrong guys. They're signing the wrong players. So I, I think there's a middle ground in this. Some of it, yes, I'm with you. The whole LeBron piece, and let's go get this player and that player, and Kevin Durant's going to go join the Warriors. I'm with you from a competitive perspective. That's not good, but I also don't want to. I, I don't want to let teams off the hook that they're running great companies, and it's just coming down to one player that came to them or didn't. I,
1: I, I get that, and I'm not saying you reward poorly run franchises. I'm saying that if you are, there, there should be more Milwaukees. There, there should be more teams like Milwaukee that Toronto. get a transcendent player like Toronto. There just there aren't. There are far more of the others. Because what, what, what's a better format? Let's just talk mm-hmm. about this from 30,000 feet. Mm-hmm. What's a better format? The NFL's format where every year half the playoff teams are different, yep. right, that you've you got of the let's use round numbers. you got 12 teams. And this, I guess it's 14. But you've got 14 teams. Seven of them were probably in the playoffs last year. And you got seven new ones. That's it's, kind of the, the rule of thumb in the NFL. Of course it is. You're right. In, in the NBA – it's basically the same teams every year. The ones at the bottom kind of kind of move in and out, but really not that much, especially you look at the Western Conference. It's been the same eight, nine, ten teams for the last several years, and the teams at the bottom have no chance of winning a championship. The teams at the bottom of the NFL playoffs, damn right they got a chance to win a championship. It just seems like a far better product. It seems like a far better format of – I know that my team might have a chance, and if they don't this year, they might next year. It turns over that quick in the NFL or the NBA. If you're in Sacramento, you're not getting good ever. It's just never going to happen. You can have the right pick, and over and over and over again, you just can't get out of your own way. It's just it's just not a good format.
2: And and, and this will play off two things. Number one, Sacramento is a great example. Sacramento also passed on Luca, like there's and a, Young, but and that's the combination <laughs> of. A franchise that could turn something around, but continues to show that they're not—they're um, obviously not well equipped, at least to know what they're doing. That when there is an opportunity, that they take advantage of it. Let me just
1: throw this in at you, because Sacramento—you're right—they picked the wrong guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Orleans hasn't—they picked the right guys. They picked Anthony Davis. They picked Zion Williamson. Was Zion the right guy? Well, time will tell. Yes, Zion was the obvious pick to take right there. Now, whether he eats himself out of the league, time will tell. Because John
2: ja Morant, you know, it, yes, it's, it's today we're looking at it a little different. But I know what you're saying. He was the he yep. was the guy.
1: He was the, he was the he was box office. He's a great mm-hmm. player. He's he's an incredibly marketable player. He he's a very easy guy to have as your best player and your most popular player in your town. Now, what's what's happening? We don't know. But they've had the right pick and gotten the right guy at the right time, and they're. Nowhere, and and it just maybe that goes back to your point that management matters a great deal. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear Hotline. The dump is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN.
2: Robert Half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI. To connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com
1: today. So another 7.30 tip tonight for the Lakers, Lee?
2: Well, 7.30 action. Let's follow that up. I think on Saturday, 7.30. They've had, trap. by the way, I thought, you know, I think this was the... Everybody assumed that the NBA might have earlier starts. Uh-huh. Once we got into COVID, and um, it looked like the NBA was kind of starting to lean towards, all right, maybe more seven PMs, 6.30s when you get opportunities. I mean, every game on this Lakers schedule, every home game is a seven thirty start. It's pretty great. They got it's a so seven o'clock against Miami.
1: Let me let me hit you with this. Don't think too much. Just answer. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. You worried about LeBron at all?
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I am I I am and I think that uh I think that has more to just do with the mileage that he has um you know what he's already done what you're asking him to do at this stage I, I think that's it's a fair one I think anybody this deep into their career you look at and you know I, I think the Lakers are and I'll, I'll read off this tweet here for those who are just tuning in right now um, Sham Sharania had put out a tweet Lakers star LeBron James expected to miss at least one week with an abdominal strain, sources tell the Athletic in the stadium. Lakers trying to be extra cautious. I get the cautious part. I get, you know, the you really, really got to just be careful with LeBron because he's at this stage of his career. With that being said, that'll be three games after tonight that he's missed. And then if Out he misses nine. a week, there's another three games right there.
1: Yeah, and, and look, it's it's what you said. Everything that you said is, is part of it. And, and the other part of it is, this is the beginning of the season. If at any point your body's going to feel pretty good, it's at this point in the season where you've had an off season. And look, this has been the longest off season of LeBron's career. And who knows how long, I mean, it just, it felt like a really extended break to get healthy. And look, LeBron, nobody has put more work into their body and their fitness and their conditioning than LeBron James has. He's that's why he's in his 19th season and played the equivalent of 22, 23 seasons and is still playing at the level he is. But this happens, that at, at some point you start to just be the person that breaks down a little bit, no matter how much hard work you're doing, and it usually once it starts, it's very difficult to stop it. That once you get an injury or two, you're far more likely to get the third or the fourth, whereas if you just keep going and stay healthy, it's very likely that you're going to stay healthy. But once that snowball starts, getting, we saw it with Kobe, once the snowball starts, it's very hard to stop it.
2: I, I think the Lakers, that's probably – part of the approach as well. It's okay. We know he's coming off an offseason where he got to kind of get his body right. Mm-hmm. And as we get into the season and it, we know it's 82 games and and well by the way, isn't this part of the reason why and I know it's a conversation you and I've had before, Russell Westbrook is on this team for not just playing with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, for but this. are there times where you could tell Russ who's 32 years old, "Hey, this is you're the point this is what you've done your entire career" Give the ball and go, and I think Russ will obviously embrace those opportunities just as if he'll embrace it when LeBron is sitting right next to him and he's like, okay, i got to adjust my game here.
1: All right, let's go to the dump. You ready to feel like less of a man, less of sure. a athlete, less of a human being? Okay. John Chin, who works with us here at ESPN LA, is getting ready to run in the LA Marathon on Sunday. Uh, he has run in every single LA Marathon ever. <laughs>
2: How many are there? Uh, How many is, have there been? I
1: think this is 35 or 6, something like that. And, oh, by the way, yeah. the next L.A. Marathon is actually in March. It's typically run in March, but because of the vid, this the 2021 Marathon got slid back to November. There will be an L.A. 36, yeah. The, there will be a 2021 Marathon on Sunday. There will be a 2022 L.A. Marathon in March, and John will run in both of those.
2: <laughs> Some people are just uh, – All of them <laughs> – I remember one time seeing Clapper, and Clapper talked about how, hey, you know, for your for your knees, for your ankles, you're this, you're that, you know, try as best as you can to do the elliptical, the pool. bike, you know, pull, <laughs> do things like that, which sound incredibly logical in that world of like less impact on your knees and your ankles and so forth. Yeah. Are some people just they're just wired differently? So
1: okay, so I'm going to answer that question with a story.
2: And, and and I've been I've been working with John for 12 years, yeah. and every time he you looks know, the same. hey John, how was the weekend? <laughs> it was good. What'd you do? I uh, just went up, you know, ran 16 miles on a Saturday afternoon, like when I went to IKEA.
1: I said to him this morning, "You ready?" He goes, "Yeah, I just did a light one this morning, just like five. Like, get
2: out of here! That's just ridiculous. Oh no, that that to him is <laughs> it's light. The, it's a- walk around the block that's the ten thousand dollar going four and four for chip kelly in the pack in the pack 12 (laughs) so when you ask the the question
1: are some people just built for it i have run one half marathon i've done a ragnar where i had to do like 13 miles in a day and a half and i've done a handful of 10ks so i've run in some races along the way Mm -hmm. and almost without exception when i start training for these races my hip starts to bother me Mm -hmm. okay so i go to see my orthopedist and I said to him, I said, yeah, I'm training for this half marathon. My, my hip is really bothering me. What do you think? And he says, well, how many miles a week are you running? I said, I don't know, maybe 20. And he goes, all right, well, let me ask you a question. When you're out there running, do you ever see anybody that's built like you? And I said, uh, no, not really. And he goes, do you ever stop to think and wonder why? I said, he goes, yeah, this is, this is not for you. You need to get on a bike. You need to get in the pool. You need to do something. Running is not for somebody that looks like you. Dude I was is, more than a little offended.
2: Dude is built different, and your doctor – I mean, talk about discouraging you. That is uh- – <laughs> It's a great way to do it. Do
1: you ever think about why that happens? Well, yeah, now that you mention it, Doc, thanks for nothing. Uh, Magic Johnson is going to get his own series on yeah, Apple saw TV. Kind of a little Last Dance-esque that they're mm-hmm. going to put together for Magic. And here's what I can tell you for sure. If there is a television show about Magic Johnson and we're talking about 1980s Showtime Lakers, mm-hmm. I'm here for it. There's nothing I like more than watching those highlights from the 80s of Magic and Byron and Michael and Kareem and Worthy and Byron Scott. Just, just, a, just a great time. In my life, I love going back there.
2: Yeah, and, and I think this is you know this is also coming to the 30th anniversary. So November 7th will be the 30th anniversary um, when uh, when it was announced Michael John or Magic Johnson um, HIV positive. Mm-hmm. So. There's there's some storylines about this, and I think the docu series also going to continue, or is also going to highlight what he's done off the court, the business ventures sure. that he's been in. So I I think it'll be fascinating. Will it get the the love that Michael Jordan and the Last Dance? No, I don't think it will.
1: Is there one of those for you, Al? Because I'm not kidding. If I'm flipping channels, yeah. and if NBA Classic or what uh-huh. ESPN is running a thirty for thirty, or if I see Magic Johnson highlights, '80s Showtime Laker highlights. I'm all in. I, I am. I'm in front of the TV until it's over. Is there something like that for you? No matter what it is, you're going to stop and watch it.
2: I, I'm actually. I'll stay with this one. Do you remember Magic and Bird, A Courtship of Rivals? That was a sure. documentary they did on HBO. Mm-hmm. When I was when I was a kid growing up, I, I don't I wasn't old enough for the Showtime era, so I was going back. And watching Magic, I was so – I felt like I was a part of Showtime because I was I was so focused on Magic. So Magic is one of those. You give me Magic Johnson, I'm, I, I want to watch it.
1: All right, here's one. Back in 2007, the Vikings' Adrian Peterson ran for a record 296 yards in a single game against your Chargers, Lee. Yep. That's why, because 2007 was the day of that. That's mm-hmm. it's why I'm not too worried about Adrian Peterson <laughs> against the Rams this weekend. That was yeah. uh, 14 years ago.
2: Yeah, it would be the equivalent of uh, Ladanian Tomlinson uh, coming in. And, <laughs> just about. But, you know what? I, I, I don't know what they're supposed to do. We'll see what happens. But this is obviously the position that they're in right now, losing Derrick Henry.
1: Very quickly. They get the podware.
2: Uh, ESPN app or on iTunes, just search Travis and Slee. will get the full three hours.
1: Mason and Ireland is coming up next. We're all over the Laker game tomorrow morning. It is Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.
2: Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring.